0: mm To see everyone out there, hello. Welcome to On the Mark Sports Talk. You found us, and uh, your host is Mark with a C. That's me. Hi everybody. Hello. That's how I spell it. When I say Mark with a C, that's how we spell it. M-A-R-C. And welcome to our very, very special 200th show. What do you hear about that, guys? What do you think about no, no, it? Hi. Yeah. Hi guys and ladies of course and of course we started this on Thursday May 7 2020 uh, during COVID unfortunately but we have not missed a week and here we are 200 consecutive weeks in I think it's just a special feat it's a special day we have balloons we're so happy and we're so happy you're joining us today Uh, Milton wants to say something before we go to our candle lighting and we go on to our show. Milton?
1: A quick thing. I personally, and I'm sure everyone feels the same, want to thank you, Mark, for bringing us to Zoom. It came on with COVID, and you were a big help to all of us. I know all of us feel the same, and I wanted to also thank everybody else on the Zoom that we wouldn't have a show without all of you. You know, Mark, thank you. But even we needed everybody that attended most of these weeks or all of these weeks, thanks again for making it possible. That's all I wanted to say. And let's hope we all stay healthy, well, and have many more of them. Okay. Yes. Thank, right. you, thank
0: you, Milton. Thank you. Nice, nice, nice to be
2: here.
0: And again, the show is you guys. I just organized it for you guys, and, but I can't do it alone. We need you people. Thank you. So since it's a special day, I'm usually on special days. We like we have cake and we have a candle and we light the candle. Then we blow out the candle. Not a birthday, but it's really like a special day. So if you do have a candle, if you do have some cake, why don't you light it right now? <laughs> like I'll do mine. You guys light yours. Don't burn your house down. <laughs> you can show us your candles and all that stuff. I only have cake, Mark. Whatever you got, <laughs> pretzels. Just let them eat cake.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> guys, I got a little toast here. I just want to say thank you again to everyone who made 200 shows. Uh, did it go quick? I don't know four years no. of our lives just <laughs> oh. <laughs> in may will be four years it's amazing oh, but again thank no. you very much enjoy the cake blow out the candle and let's play oh. ball or have a nice show thank you guys oh. thank you mark
2: all right thank you, thank you mark. all right Thanks,
0: mark. And, and this show probably will be on um as i said youtube so watch what you say <laughs>
2: <laughs> and if you
0: have any people in the background Another room? Make sure they don't yell in. Will they come in? No, no, no.
3: <laughs>
2: you will all be here. Yeah. All right. Well, Shouldn't I'm there be it. two
3: candles? What was that? Shouldn't there be two candles for 200? Oh, why didn't you mention that?
0: <laughs> oh, no. Mike.
4: Good thinking, Mike.
0: All right. <laughs> you could blow out US too. All right, why don't, why don't we go on to that a special... Oh, first of all, we have someone special who can't stay for the show. My wife, Michelle Gold, is with Ooh. us for a little bit, and she wanted to come on and also say something to
2: us. Yeah, so can you hear me? Yes. 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 Okay. yes. Um, I just wanted to say hi to all of you guys that... Uh, Mark spends every Thursday afternoon <laughs> with despite anything else that I would want him to do <laughs> so, and, and as it's been already said you know this show was born out of COVID when we were all unable to be together physically and we were all isolated and um, you know, this, this brought all of you together for that time and it has now grown to something that includes people who are across the country. And I think that's amazing. So I just wanted to say Mazal Tov to Mark and his continued commitment to making this project work. And also to you guys, as he said, because um congratulations to you for showing up because without you, there wouldn't be a show, just like he said. And so I thank you for uh, occupying mark for Thursday afternoons <laughs>
5: glad to do it glad to do it is right
2: thank you, you honey thank, thank you, you Michelle and help.
0: okay thank you thank you <laughs> nicely okay. said like you always she always she talks better than me you know that <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm from Brooklyn <laughs> she'd say better than I you're <laughs> <Raw> all from
2: Brooklyn not really all right
0: so I gave you guys an assignment and, and we have we have a lot of people on the screens right now, and I don't know if everyone is going to participate. In, I'm not going to call on you um, if you want to, you know, take the mic and 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 mention <clears throat> if you're hosting a dinner, and you can invite anyone in the sports world, dead or alive. Who would you in, invite, and why? And no more than three people. Now we have to keep it down to a to a uh a minute or two minutes the most as i've been told if everyone speaks for three minutes that's going to be an hour we don't want that And sometimes it may be repetitious so think about the people you're going to talk about who you're inviting and hopefully they'll come to your dinner you know just inviting them hope they don't just not show up (laughs) (laughs) you want to just say a couple of words larry and steven i know you, you you getting ready to talk is that why your hands are up yes All right. So why don't we we start? (laughs) Action, go. And we'll start with Larry.
4: All right. I picked three MLB players that I would have liked to have dinner with. Babe Ruth, Hank Aaron, and Hack Wilson. I picked them not so much for their great baseball achievements, but more so for their sense of humor. For example... The Chicago Cubs Hack Wilson was known to drink the booze heavily. In mm-hmm. 1948, a reporter asked him, "How how can you hit a pitch ball so well with so much booze?" Wilson replied, "When I see three balls, I just swing at the middle one."
2: <laughs> if, there's,
4: if there's time, today, I'll give my full story on funny lines in sports.
0: Okay. Thank you. Who else would like to go? That was
6: nice and quick. Good. Uh, Steven R. Okay, I had uh, Bill, Bill Bradley because uh, I love his intellect and his uh, work ethic. Bobby Mercer because I'm a big, huge Yankee fan and he was my favorite Yankee and had a great sense of humor. And Sandy Koufax, even though I didn't like any of the teams he played for, I wanted to find out about his Jewish experiences in major leagues and also at University of Cincinnati. That's it, Mark. I'm finished.
0: Okay, thank you, uh, Fred. Walt Frazier, Red Holtzman,
5: Willis Reed, for being the, the linchpins of the '69-'70 <clears throat> Knicks that won the that, that won the world championship and 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 unified this city during tumultuous times in the city and the and 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 our country and for playing basketball the right
7: way. Here, 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 here. Thank you, Gerald. Three MLB. Uh, guests I would have. Bill Mazeroski we all know why, absolutely great <laughs> 1960 home run. Uh, First Lieutenant, Theodore Samuel Williams, for being a great, great player. Uh, he gave me a lot of thrills, although I didn't see most of his career, I was too young. And the third one was Jackie Robinson, not only for <clears throat> breaking the coal line, but for playing so well in MLB, notwithstanding that that was his weakest sport, number one. Number two, his last year at UCLA, he batted under 100 and did not play an organized ball for about three or four years because of the war effort. And he came back and, and uh, uh, made the Hall of Fame remarkably. Uh, and, of course, he, he was a man on a mission. So he, he was he was one of my favorites.
1: Okay. Thank you. Milton. Yeah. Uh, the three people that I picked... What I would invite was Mickey Mantle, Joe Namath, and Muhammad Ali. All of them came at a time when the sport was needed. Joe Namath came at the time, at the right time, with his charismatic, and uh, Mantle also, and Cassius Clay, who became Muhammad Ali. Um, I probably would have asked Muhammad Ali if he really thought he could have beaten George Foreman if Foreman had trained properly for that great fight where he knocked them out but uh those are the three people they all were legends of their time heroes and um th- it was great growing up with them that's it
0: okay thank you joe then michael yeah okay.
8: yeah i three people branch rookie because he was able to break the color line in baseball and just to give you an example um baseball was integrated in 1947 a year before the army the armed forces were integrated mm-hmm. and 7 years before brown versus board of education it was one of the most momentous decisions ever and ricky did it and i would love to have uh, been able to talk to him about it second would be kurt flood who you know gave up his career in order to um, in order to battle the reserve clause he lost and he lost in court but eventually it was overturned And the last one, and I know that this is going to be uh, contentious with at least one other person on this show, is uh, Colin Kaepernick, because very much the same. (laughs) By taking the knee, he gave up his career. I don't know whether he, I don't know, I'd like to ask him whether he thought he was going to be blackballed forever, but that, in essence, is what happened. And he gave up millions of dollars, and, you know, whether you like him or don't like him, you can't. Tell me, uh, straight face, that he wouldn't have been a better player on the, he wouldn't have been better quarterback on the Jets than anything they've had recently. Oh, That's no. it. That's it. That's a low
3: bar.
0: Thank you on
9: those, those Cubans. <laughs> All right, Mike, go. Okay. Uh, chewing baseball, Phil Rizzuto and Bill White, because during the Yankee lean years, there was nobody more entertaining during rain delays than okay. less to the banter of these two gentlemen and uh, watching and listening to who U- U- running out of the broadcast booth when there was a uh, rain delay and there was a, a lightning and thunder. So I really found that entertaining, especially when the Yankees weren't that great. And the other one is Marty Glickman, because I feel that he was one of the most entertaining radio announcers that I could ever recall. I used to listen to the giant Kings, holding my radio, picturing how the players are going left to right on my radio. And watching how someone <laughs> kick a ball and Glyphon will go. It's up. It's high enough. It's deep enough. And and, and it's no good. Up to the right or uh, <laughs> Alex Webster running. Alex Webster, he kicks the ball two, three, four, forty-five yards. Forty-five yards he goes. So uh, that's my third. Thank you.
10: Thank you. All right, Wayne. Hi. But I I went. Uh, I was thinking way out, way out outside the box. So these are mine. My first one is Jesse Owens. Um, I wanted to see how he felt uh, knowing he was running in, in the meters in, in, in the Olympics with uh, in Nazi Germany, and also how he felt when he was told by Avery Brundage that he was replacing Marty Glickman and Sam Stoller. My number two uh, outside the box was, was Mike Arezioni, the captain of the, uh, mm-hmm. the, the hockey team in 9, 1980. I'd like to find out from Mike what Herb Brooks told him before the game how we felt scoring the uh, the winning goal and what the locker room was like after the game. And my third one was way out of the box. Uh, Ron Turcotte. Ron Turcotte was the uh, jockey for secretary. And I wanted to see oh. you know, how it felt to be riding the, probably the greatest racehorse in the history of the sport. Although I guess there's some people who might think man of war was the greatest, but certainly secretary in my time was the greatest I've ever seen. That's my three Mark. Good ones. Good. Ron Turcotte is still Where? alive? Anyone know if he's still alive? Who's that? Turcotte. Ron Turcott is still alive. In 1978, he fell off a horse and he's now paralyzed. Oh, mm-hmm. no. uh, yeah.
0: All right. Anybody else? Well, I see uh, Jeff has one.
6: Three. Yeah. Uh, My three, I picked because I felt they had unblemished character. Okay. Willis Reed, number one, is the most dominant and heroic player in any sport in my lifetime. And the 1977th game will stay in my head until I die. Number two, Yogi Berra, best catcher in my lifetime, as uh, supported by Bill James, also said the same thing. And uh, Yogi reminded me of my father, both in his stature and in his speech delivery. Uh, Tom Seaver, I'm a Yankee fan, but Tom Seaver, he was an intellectual among athletes and probably the best right-handed pitcher in my lifetime. That's it. Thank you for that. Anybody
0: else want to share? All right, Howie?
6: I just have one. Uh, uh, maybe it's because his son's up for an Oscar, but uh, I picked the former baseball commissioner, Abe Bartlett, Giamatti. Uh, mm. For some, several reasons, it, you know, his after that Dowd report came out, and he suspended Pete Rose for gambling. What, what would what would he think about what's going on after that? What went on after that with the steroids and all that and how he would handle it and also how he would handle whether Rose uh, could be uh, eligible for the Hall of Fame at a certain point. I just recently read something about Giamatti that uh, people were asking to reinstate Shoeless Joe Jackson you know, from the 1919 scandal. And Giamatti declined because he says there's nobody alive that can prevent provide us with any new information. So fine on that. But I think it would have been a nice dinner sitting across from uh, mm. Doctor Giamatti. How
10: would yeah. how would you how would you invite his son to come with him?
9: <laughs>
10: oh,
6: I love
9: that. He's one of my yeah. favorite. Uh, Mark, can I say something about his son? Oh, his son lives in downtown Brooklyn, and my my son. He works for UPS, and he sometimes delivers to him. That's Paul Giamatti. Great mm-hmm. actor.
0: Great actor. Yes. yes. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Anybody else? Uh, okay, Dave, you want to do one?
4: Sure. Uh, versus uh, Will Chamberlain. I was a really big fan of Wilt. Uh, I like to find out about his experiences, especially uh, losing to Bill Russell all the time. <laughs> My second is Roger Maris, because I was also a big fan of Roger Maris. I saw him hit five home runs in 1961, including his 61st home run, and find mm. out about his season. I changed the third one. I picked uh, Mo Berg. I'd like to find out about Oops. his spying experiences mm. in Nazi Germany.
0: He wouldn't tell you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's classified specif- now. Yeah.
0: Very good, nice three. All right, Mike, you have one,
3: two three? Yeah. All right, so my number one pick is Bill Walsh, uh, ex of the 49ers, uh, was called the genius because he really was a very smart guy. And I would just have been interested in talking to him about his evaluation of players, how he put together a squad, uh, and what it was like uh, to live the life that he was living uh, at San Francisco at the time. My second pick uh, is uh, John McEnroe Mm -hmm. because I, I like tennis a lot. And I would I I see him as a kind of a colorful guy with very opinionated and would be uh, fun to talk to and listen to about some of his experiences and also his opinions of players of his day and some of the players who are playing now. Finally, uh, I was going to pick Babe Ruth. And uh, but then when I called Larry, uh, he said he had already had a dinner obligation with Larry,
2: <laughs> so I
3: couldn't get him, and then I I thought of Hank Greenberg, because he was the first really famous Jewish player, it would have been kind of interesting to talk to him, but I got voicemail, so finally, I settled on a guy that many of you probably have not heard of, although he might have, a guy named Les Kiter. K- oh, yeah. In again,
5: out again, Finnegan.
3: You know, I grew up in Palo Alto, and if you grew up on the West Coast, Back in Cowboy. the day, we'll say, you just got recreated major league games uh, most of the time. Uh, certainly during the week, occasionally they had Sunday baseball on the radio with a real game. And tighter had to go through all these steps to reproduce a game, crowd noise, uh, hit a little metal or wooden block uh,
2: <laughs> that you know,
3: was uh, kind of the bat hitting the ball and other noises. And it just would have been fun to find out a little more about mm-hmm. uh, what he did and what it was like to do that uh, on a daily basis. Those are my three. All right. Thank That's you, great.
0: I like Joe, that. you want to say something? Joe, did you go yet?
8: No, I did. I just wanted to say that Les kind of recreated the Giants and Dodger games for us
5: after they left. And then his famous phrase in basketball, in, a, in, a, in again, out again, again.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Anybody else? That's good. Anybody else want to uh, share?
9: Uh, I have to say one I more thing about uh,
6: Les
9: Kyder. Les Kyder, when he was doing the giant recreations, he would say something like, you know, the ball gets hit in maze on his horse. Back, 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 back. boom, up against the fence. And here comes the runner. Here comes the ball. The ball of the runner. He beat the ball. He beat the ball. That was Les nice. and was we, good. <laughs> was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah
0: anybody else want to share
2: what about you
0: okay I'll give you mine uh the first one I have is uh, Nolan Ryan uh I loved him as a Met and even named my first son after him um we tried uh, Ryan Gold first I wanted mm. to be like Ryan like mm. Ryan Sandberg Ryan gold but that's Ryan. a beer.
2: <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, right. And that I really wasn't know. gonna work. Ryan right yeah. Durham.
0: And then Ryan Gold, uh, is Why really man? like a it's an Irish name, right? It's really really Irish.
2: Yeah. So we decided yep, yep. to
0: put the uh the Ryan in the his middle name became Scott Ryan Gold. So we named him after uh Nolan Ryan. The second one was oh. Gary Carter. I was a big I was Gary Carter when he was at Expo and I followed his career there then I was so great so happy we became a Met the kid and his love for the game uh um he's gone much gone much too soon much too soon What a great player Gary and just the team player a rah-rah guy loved him and then I repeat I think um uh uh, Jeff you said Tom Seaver yes yeah I also had Tom Seaver uh great met pitcher i always made myself available when i knew he was gonna pitch i would quick, always watch those games because you never knew what you're gonna get i loved his his pitching i loved his great interviews afterwards uh, and of course they always showed nancy <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> you had' to see nancy right <laughs> but uh those are my three
1: mark could i ask you a question on Tom did um, I have a picture of him throwing? Did he throw a palm ball? He had four fingers on one side of the ball and the thumb on the other. A picture of him with that. I don't slide know if he of ever threw that. Wasn't that a palm ball? We yeah, but throw?
6: he was a slider fastball guy. Yeah, yeah,
1: but I think he threw that too. Yeah, of speed Mark, maybe, maybe,
9: maybe right. Mark, does he have any comparison? Would you say to Garrett Cole?
2: Seaver, mm.
0: mm. what to compare
2: not, you know not, not, different not, eras you
0: know yeah you know in your mind if you're a met fan you can see him winding up and, and right. letting that ball go and you know they always talk about the knee hitting I the ground the turret, and rubbing yeah. against the dirt you could see him all the time another guy gone too soon
5: yeah. yeah i, I yeah. could see cole if he pitched in Seaver's era making a run at 300 wins oh yeah
10: maybe maybe all right, if, no, Wayne, you want to ask something? Yeah, this is just this is just an observation. Uh, the only repeat from everyone was Tom Seaver, which I thought was very no, interesting.
5: No, no, Willis Reed was also a repeat. Oh, Willis, I, okay. I had, yes. had Jeff right, and Jeff had right, you and,
10: and Jeff, but I thought that was very interesting. Very everyone good. gave me three, and, and only two repeats. I, I found that very, very good. good. Well, very good. Thank you, well, thank, thank you really guys well. for
0: well, uh, really your well. participation, and uh, I thought it was fun. Little, something a little different here on the mark so why don't we uh, delve in by the way if you're wearing your shirts why don't you stand up a little bit show you show your shirt if you don't have the new shirt show the old shirt and if you don't have either one show us a shirt <laughs> there you go thanks for uh advertising for this show they just did you see the picture i sent this morning of my two grandkids yeah, I yes, yes. I, thought I thought they'd come on they, they they went to school with it on today yeah. we got some math they probably Jeez. asked what does that mean what does that mean In the four-year-old on has the no, clue. <laughs> no clue grandpa no clue all right and this the two-year-old i don't know so thank you for uh for... <laughs> for your participation so why don't we start with some of our regular features and uh let's see how far we get and uh, Gerald why don't we start with you because I know you like to go first are our lead off batter yes personality of the week uh you'll tell us who it is and you're sponsored by highways <laughs> okay give me one moment you're not ready, oh, oh, <laughs> you're not ready. Right. There, there goes our time. Yeah. Oh, that
7: time <laughs> my uh, biography this week is rodney klein carew or oh, no. simply rod carew as we knew him and i want to digress a little bit give you a little history of how he became rodney klein carew he was born on a train in panama and the attending physician was rodney klein and his mother was so grateful that she named him after the doctor, Rodney Klein.
2: Mm-hmm.
7: Uh, his baseball career highlights, American League Rookie of the Year, 18 times All-Star, American League MVP, seven times American League batting champion. He became the 16th member of the 3,000-hit club in 1985. In 1972, he won the batting title without hitting a home run. And germane to that, he averaged only six home runs per year in his entire career, and his OPS was 822, which was good but not terrific. But uh, his lifetime batting average is 328. Uh, last player to win a batting talent season batting home run was Zach w- uh, Wheat in 1918. Carew was, uh, uh, let's see, okay, uh, at, oh, Rod Carew, stated in an interview in the year 2020 that baseball saved him in many ways, including he had thoughts about killing his father, who was very abusive. And his mother told him, just play baseball and try to get away from your father and, uh, and things will be fine. And uh, that seemed to work. At age 14, the family oh. immigrated from Panama to the United States. Specifically, he went to Washington Heights in the borough of Manhattan in New York City. He never, in fact, played high school baseball. He played on a semi-pro team named the Bronx Cavaliers. Two Minnesota Twins scouts discovered him and did everything they could to hide him from the New York Yankees. really slipped up on that, Mike. (laughs) <laughs> he, stole home, he stole home seven times in 1969. Uh, he had uh, seven batting titles. Uh, I believe Ty Cobb had had eight. While he was a proficient hitter, again his career OPS is only 822. Average six home runs, 67 RBIs. Also, Catfish Hunter said there are no holes in his game. I also read that if they found a hole in his game, he quickly adjusted and that hole quickly disappeared. And that concludes my short and brief biography of Rodney Klein Carew.
2: Okay.
0: Good. Anybody got some uh,
9: comments, feedback? Mike, go. Yeah, I just want to ask if uh, the Klein nomenclature had anything to do with his religion, which was Judaism. That's one question. And number two, I would just like to mention if robinson cano's career did not go south he probably would have had everything that uh uh cano had that that uh, carew had records wise those two things well, i want to first, say but first, first, how did he become jewish he, he was not i think he became jewish
7: he never he never converted he as mark just mentioned he, in fact, is not Jewish. His wife, I believe his first wife, was Jewish. He never converted. There's no evidence of him ever converting yeah. to Judaism. Yeah. The name Klein, again, came from Rodney Klein, the attending physician who delivered him as a baby on a on a train in Panama. Yeah,
2: Panama. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, interesting. In
6: the canal zone.
2: In the canal <laughs> zone. Okay.
6: But his three kids were bat mitzvah
2: <laughs>
6: well that's today's
7: mother's influence that's
0: the mother yeah, yeah. very good mm. very good I wonder how many inside the park home runs he had you said he didn't hit many home runs he didn't hit it over the fence but I'm sure he hit some gappers and uh I'm going to try to look
7: that up Mark just, yeah. up in the- okay okay
0: okay anybody else want to comment on Rod Carew he started as a twin and went to the angels right he finished with the angels right i wonder do you play more years with the angels or more years with the twins i don't know something to look up okay let us move on thank you for that milton do you have a song for us this week because we're dying to guess songs right
1: 1965 number one hit became the ohio states marching band Uh eat the
2: quiet
1: What's it? Oh, sleepy, sleepy hang on. <laughs> mm-hmm. you can fade it out 1965. Who did it? The McCoys. The McCoys. Oh, right. oh, right. Hang and on. Snoopy. That
0: was the Ohio oh, State Snoopy. Watching Band song. The Ohio State. Yeah, the Ohio State. <laughs> I, I saw them in concert. Yeah. One of those like Murray the K. Uh, hmm. Brooklyn, Fox. In Brooklyn, Brooklyn Fox. Brooklyn Fox. It was a good yeah. song. I the Moody Blues before watching. we knew the Moody Blues, I stayed were there
2: yeah, really? Yeah, Go you
10: now.
0: the Brooklyn
1: Fox.
9: Yeah. Right, so so like of Milton, Milton was yeah. Sloopy a boat. I'm Sloopy. What was Sloopy? <laughs> <laughs> I
1: don't know, but it was a number one hit here, war <laughs> in the UK, 1965. Great song. Great song. Milton, Milton, That's why was cool.
10: that the Ohio State marching band song? You know, it
1: was. Uh, somebody heard it and they they used it. 1966 so was, was, was,
0: yeah. was was not was was
1: great just it was a great song for marching for the uh the band yeah right, right.
0: very good milton and i'm sure you'll have one for us at the yeah end i'll have another one later the, all right get it queued up for us all right as far as beep beeps go i found two this week one is a pitcher for the mariners his name is juan manuel last name is t-h-e-n then 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 then, then, and, uh, then. Now. it's what? a family mr then and mrs and, uh, then yeah.
10: when we have fam,
0: unusual unusual and then uh there's a woman who plays for the phoenix mercury that's the WNBA team sug sug first name sutton sug sutton i thought it was a new. sounds like an old red
8: fox routine mm-hmm. I don't know.
0: <laughs> so let us move on we're not doing the day of the week because we have to speed up some things we could find that some other time so why don't we go to I'm going to mix it up a little bit here and uh, Howie you think well Howie's just coming in so forget about Howie Mike
2: sure.
0: My, not Michael but Mike from DC and surroundings can you want to go first this week
3: uh, fine. Yeah. Okay. You're sponsored by spoons. Spoons. Mm-hmm. Spoons. Well, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. you go first. You know this all week. for that. Spooning, that kind of thing. You know? yeah. Um all right. Well, as usual, uh nothing but uh, depressing news coming out of this corner. Uh the Wizards have now gone to nine and forty nine on the year after losing to Golden State the other night. They are tied with Detroit for worst. Team in the NBA, thanks to a recent win by Detroit over Chicago. <clears throat> and going forward, well, there's a big game coming up, in I think a few weeks, weeks <laughs> ago between Washington and Detroit, and this may <laughs> well decide uh, who ends <laughs> up with the title of worst team in the league. But this is really uh, uh, just about a, uh, just about everybody has given up, I think, on this team. Uh, the Caps. The Caps, over a three-game span, won two and uh, suffered an overtime loss. So they seem to be uh, making a move in the standings, trying to get into playoff contention. But the team that they are trying to catch, which is in eighth place in the Eastern Conference, is Detroit, the Red Wings. So they went into Detroit, uh, was either last night or the night before? And Detroit got two in the first and another three in the second and another three in the third. And the Caps lost eight to three to the Detroit Red Wings, which sort of put a damper on these uh, playoff hopes. I would say. Then finally, the Commanders.
2: Please, can you take a minute to get him in the bathroom?
3: Okay, I have to take a break. I'll be back. Go do. I'll Go finish Duke. it off. We'll in come just back a to you
0: later. So, uh, Larry, you have a story, right? For us? Uh, yes. Uh, you're sponsored by Steam. Steam. S T E A M. Steam. Steam. I'm going to
4: continue with funny lines in sports. Here are seven of them. First, in 1932, President Herbert Hoover's salary was $75,000 and Babe Ruth's $80,000. When faced with a cut to be more in line with Hoover's salary, Ruth reportedly said, quote, Mm. what the hell has Hoover got to do with this anyway? I had a better year than he did. (laughs) Second, in the early 1930s, Winston Churchill was taken to his first football game. It was played at Columbia University. Asked for his comments after the game, Churchill then replied, actually, it is somewhat like rugby, but why do you have to have all those committee meetings? (laughs) Mm, uh... Third, I, this is the one I get. I did on Hack Wilson, so I'm going to skip it. Fourth, in the 1957 World Series, catcher Yogi Berra tried to distract Hank Aaron from concentrating at the plate. Yogi told Aaron, "Quote, you need to hold the bat so you can read the label." Close quote. After hitting a home run, Aaron rounded the bases crossed the plate, and said to Yogi, I didn't come up here to read. (laughs) Fifth, basketball great Wilt Chamberlain, who played between 1959 and 1973, made fun of the concept of perfection. He said, quote, they say that nobody is perfect. Then they tell you practice makes perfect. Perfect. I wish they'd make up their mind. Six, with 73 losses and only nine wins for the 76ers' 1972 73 NBA season, general manager Pat Williams makes light of his team's struggles. Quote, We can't win at home. We can't win on the road. As general manager, I just can't figure out where else to play. <laughs> <Yeah>. Roy <laughs> Rubin.
5: Finally. True right, X L I U coach. In
4: nineteen eighty-one, Dodger manager Tommy LaSorda entered in, into intense contract negotiations with Mexican born pitcher Fernando Valenzuela. When someone asked the Dodgers' head honcho what Fernando and the mania that's around him might demand, Lasorda said he wants Texas back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they should have given it to him. That's yeah, yeah, my story. you. <laughs> Anybody
0: want to comment on Larry's story? Okay, we got a little chuckle yeah. out of those yeah. things.
5: Yeah, Thank just... Just one thing, quick. The, the coach of the '76s team that he was alluding to was Roy Rubin, who was very successful coaching Long Island University mm. when they made when they played. They made the NIT a couple of times in the in the 1960s, and then he then he went to the pros and did yeah. not have
7: the success with that team.
0: Correct, correct. Yeah. Okay. Um, Gerald,
7: just want to mention Rod Carew played. 12 years for minnesota and seven for california
0: okay okay there you go thank you all right why don't we move on uh howie i'm gonna go to you now Okay, Uh, on your west coast uh uh sports sports and i have a sponsor for you french fries all right fries want to sponsor you there you go
6: (laughs) well uh nothing's new out of the 49ers uh they haven't announced uh getting a def- new defensive coordinator. Uh, and there's been no, nothing about why they're doing it. I mean, like watching the, the Super Bowl game or the other games, uh, they just would rush for the four guys. And I, I think they needed to do more defensive end and linebacker uh, play. So that's, that's up in the air. Uh, Pablo Sandoval, the original panda. I, I hear we're getting a pair of pandas at San Diego Zoo for uh, from Russia, from China. But the panda has been is a non by invitee. He looks a lot of weight, and uh, if he makes the, the club, I'll buy you also. It's I, I mm-hmm. doubt that'll happen. Uh, the other thing about the Giants is they're just waiting. You know, they would really, it really would be a nice fit to get another pitcher because one or two of their rookie pitchers are kind of injured. One was even sent back home. Uh, but uh, we'll see how it shakes out uh, Matt Chaplin, Chapman or uh, the guy from San Diego or Dale Montgomery, Blake Snell. So uh, there's nothing new on that, nothing definitive. And uh, with the Warriors, uh, the Warriors started winning. First of all, I think that competition lately has been pretty weak. But they've gotten, what, three games over 500, three or four games over 500. Right. And that was when they benched Clay Thompson to come off the bench and start uh, Kaczynski with, with Curry in the backcourt. And uh, uh, it, it's been working. And bring bringing Clay Thompson off the bench. And Comingas play is working. And the other players coming off the bench are doing well. We're, gonna, we're about to see Chris Paul in, in a game or two. And so it'll, it'll look really interesting seeing uh, uh, the second unit play with everybody healthy. They're right now in, I think, the ninth position. They're kind of tied with the with the lakers i think ron right
11: i think they're half a game half a game behind
6: yeah so it's very close but uh uh who knows it's exciting this time of year that's all i got thank you
2: howie Howie We got
6: some comments there mike yeah they lost uh, wiggins right wiggins is home again on a family matter. This is like shades of last year. Uh and they're not saying what it is. Uh last year I think it came out that his father father was ill, but this year they're not saying anything. But yeah, I don't know how long it'll last. But he missed a quarter of the
3: season last year.
6: He missed about 21.2 games last year. Yeah. yeah. That's a quarter. <laughs>
4: All right. Uh um Larry, Gerald, yeah, Fred. It's interesting that Clay Thompson was the leading scorer the other day at twenty-five points off the bench.
6: I know, I noticed that. I mean, so it, it can work. Uh uh I I saw him the other night where the first half he he, he was he missed a three pointer. So uh this may work out very well.
4: And
6: he only played 27 no. minutes
0: to get those twenty-five points. Yeah, exactly. Uh they're not in playoff competition. They're not in uh the,
6: the no, top eight pl- nine, ten.
2: Yeah.
6: Seven, eight, nine, ten is the play in. Right. Uh, so they're yeah. they're in there? They're nope. they're about tenth, they're about, about last. Tenth. Yeah, yeah
5: they're, they're thirty and twenty-seven, about a half game ahead of the Lakers, mm. but they're only three <laughs> games behind
7: Phoenix. <laughs> it's jumbled up and they're like in the east.
10: Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay, Gerald.
7: Howie, I was always fascinated with Sandoval. I always thought he was a good ball player, of course, very overweight. And I never saw a third baseman as overweight as he was playing in a game. Usually overweight uh, players play first base, let's say. But third base, i bunt on him all day.
6: Well, you know what? He was like, uh, it's funny you bring that up because I was at one game and We were watching play third base, and he made a great play. He's he was like an elephant, you know how an elephant is very, you know, uh, can move very easily on their feet, even though they are elephants. That's what was Sandoval. He could really, uh, he could feel. He's a long shot to uh, make the
0: team, right? He's a long shot. Yeah,
6: I mean, he hasn't played in
0: three three years or something like that. Yeah, Yeah. he's getting a workout this spring. That's we Mike.
9: Yeah, comment. you know, was very accurate. No,
0: no, Mike, 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 you're Michael, Michael, you know? Michael, Mike, Michael, Mike, you're, you're Michael, he's
3: Mike, Mike. Okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, Sorry. back to the Warriors, the very game that uh, Larry was referring to, Curry uh, went over for 7 in the first half, had zero points at the half, he did score in the second half, he got, he got, but his shooting percentage is way, way down, and I think what's happened with him is that with chris paul out they they counted on him as the point guard for an inordinate number of minutes per game i mean this is a guy who's 35 years old who's playing 35 minutes a game and i think he just showed wear and tear i think he's a tired player and if i were coaching that team i would rest him a great deal more than they have been mike mike go yeah.
6: no. i hope uh, okay
9: no just going to say that I compared Sandoval to John Bellucci. Same body type, but yeah. agile as can be. You know, That's uh, <laughs> you can do cartwheels, both of them.
5: Fred. Yeah. Uh, Howie, when you mentioned about the defensive coordinator, there was an item in today's New York Post that the 49ers are very interested in the guy, Dave Merritt, who is defensive backs coach of the Chiefs and was an assistant with the Giants several years ago.
6: Oh, because the only, the only name I heard was the uh, – Former
5: coach of the Chargers, is that Staley? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah, Staley. He was, he was an assistant defensive coordinator, I think, with the Rams when they won the Super Bowl.
6: Yeah.
5: And also, yeah. I'm looking forward to tonight watching Golden State play the Knicks. There was a yeah. big, long, big article in, in the New York Post about Kaminga because he's originally from Long Island here. And he, how he's really fit into the team.
6: Was, yeah.
2: Uh, averaging 15 yeah. points.
6: Yeah, that's so the big success that Kaminga stepped yeah. up and yeah. they played Kaminga Green and the Wiggins up front.
5: Yeah, yeah. I, I hope I hope Brunson's going to play tonight because he sat out Tuesday night. I didn't, haven't heard Wiggins again. can't win
6: without him.
0: Okay, thank you, Howie, on that. Uh, let's see, Ron, you have, you want to talk a little bit about hockey and your your ranges because you're oh, Mister Ranger on, on this stuff. That's right.
11: Come on, I I'm I'm sure Fred is uh no,
5: I'm I'm I mean, more basketball than hockey runners these days.
11: Well, after losing on uh what was it?
5: Having Sunday a night.
11: run of ten in a row, Rangers lost on Sunday to Columbus and for some reason these goaltenders, whether it's uh Lindgren from Washington or link is from uh, Columbus, they seem to pick up their game against the Rangers uh, for totally. some reason. But Last night the Rangers got back on the winning track, four one win, Panarin with two goals, and uh, I think they're ahead by about seven points ahead of Carolina in the division,
2: yeah.
11: and right. the, the other two local teams are struggling.
2: Mm-hmm.
11: Uh, well, they did have the they won their last games, but the Devils kind of lucked out the other night. Um, they were playing oh, wait who were they uh, San Jose. And they couldn't get a puck pass, uh, Wed- Wedgewood or Blackwood. I forgot which one. Then he <laughs> leaves in, after the first period, and the Devils score seven goals in a row.
2: <laughs>
11: so, but it's it's been a it's been a good run for the Rangers. Can't complain. The, do you think mm. Devils will make the
0: playoffs? Islanders make the no. playoffs? No, uh, neither. They're they're not
5: gonna <laughs> make it, right? And <laughs> no, no. neither. But, I don't think no. so. And, and next week is the trading deadline, week from Friday, March 8th. So
0: they're going to unload, maybe? I
11: don't know. Well, Devils, Devils need the goalie, but. Yeah. Yeah. They're not going to be fine.
2: No, Rangers, are
7: Rangers are looking for yeah, a sniper. Mike, Rangers are looking for a sniper.
9: I want to ask Rod, <laughs> isn't it unusual the psychology of this? Uh, Ricky's fighting, uh, the, the outdoor game, he's uh, fighting with Matt, Matt Martin. And it almost seemed like each game they had to set up a fight to begin the game. And uh, the last fight he was in, he got the crap beaten out of him, and then he stopped fighting. Uh, I felt fa- I never followed the Rangers where something this unusual has happened. What do you think?
11: Well, when you see somebody like six foot seven, six foot eight, he in all those fights he was challenged before the game even started. Right, it was
5: prearranged.
11: You know. Weird. The- They'd, at center ice, when he's stretching, yeah. a guy comes next to him and says, okay, when we get on the ice, do you want to go?
2: <laughs> so,
11: yeah, what, what's he supposed to say? But that's what the Rangers need. Uh, they got two enforcers now on the team. Right. Uh, Edstrom is also 6'7". Uh, mm-hmm. You have Remy Rem is 6'7". Then you got Goodrow in the middle at 6'2". He's, he's like a shrimp compared <laughs> to his line mates. But The Rangers need that toughness. What's going to be interesting is Saturday night when they play Toronto with Reeves on on Toronto, what's going to happen there. That's must watch. Okay.
0: All right. Thank you for your first report in six months. Thank you. (laughs) Why
11: don't
0: we go to Fred and Wayne, uh, pro basketball and college basketball.
5: All right. All right. Pro basketball, the Knicks tonight are playing Golden State. They're in fourth place, but they're only Mm. a game and a half out of the seventh spot, which would be a play-in. As we all know, they've been hit by all these injuries. Brunson didn't play the other night, and they got slammed by a good New Orleans team. I don't know who's playing tonight, but unless they get some guys back, they are really in some serious danger of not being in the top six. I mean, I everything is jammed up. If you look at if you look at the standings, uh, Orlando is only a game and a half. Then, then Orlando was actually my excuse me, Miami is leading their division, but is actually number seven in the in the conference, a game and a half behind the Knicks. So hmm. they need, they need to start stacking up some wins. You know, it's you know, it's not a given that they're going to finish fourth. And you know what? I, I was thinking about this the other day. Somebody says, "Well, you want to finish fourth, get the home." Court advantage, and so you don't have to play the Celtics in the first round. But are, but are you better off finishing if if you don't finish fourth? Are you better off finishing sixth? And then if you win six, the first round, you're actually three. You won't. You still won't play the Celtics. But okay. they just need to get to improve and start getting some wins. You know, you ask, the, you ask them what's happening yeah. with Randolph and Agnabani This is, and they have the standard. They got to hit some markers, whether it's you know, running, playing two-on-two, two, and there's no definitive reports about when these guys are coming back, if they're going to come back this year. You know, it's, sometimes it's like baseball. You always see guys, you know, on spring training day-to-day, and he wind up missing three months. So I don't think he's guaranteed they're coming back. As far as the other team in New York, the Nets, the Nets <laughs> season, have is the next two games are make and break. They're four games out of 10th. <laughs> and they which is atlanta and they play atlanta at home thursday and saturday if they don't win those two games they can forget about any chance of the playoffs you know realistically on the college front i think st john's may have played their way back into possibly an ncaa tournament bid there's now 17 and 12 9 and 9 in the conference they had a great win sunday against creighton where they just put it all together offense and defense and last night they had a very nice win also a quad one win against Butler in Indianapolis where they beat them by 23 they have two games remaining which they should win the Paul and Georgetown that would put them at 19 and 12 going into the Big East tournament and if they can win a game in the big East tournament or maybe two games we'd give them 21 and 12 and then they might have a shot depending on other conference tournaments and who and at large bids but they're, they're back in the in, in the, they're back in the conversation.
8: Put
0: it that way. Okay, thank you. Uh, Joe has a comment. Yeah, I just
8: wanted to say, Fred, that with the hmm. uh, Brunson out, four fifths of the starting lineup is out for the Knicks. Right. I mean, and I mean if you the think, think mean, about it, if you think about it, DiVincenzo was not the starter at the beginning of the year. So, yeah, I think yeah. I, as far as coming back, I think Anunobi could come back this year, but I have a feeling yeah. that uh, Randall may not be back. And and you have to remember too about Randall. Every time he's come back from an
5: injury, he has not played well. I know. I mean, I mean you you look back in the playoffs last year; he he, he tried to gut it out. I mean, you got to give the guy credit. He yeah. he doesn't believe in what's called load management. You know, he wants to be out there and playing. And, yeah. and you have to give the whole Nick team really credit. These guys don't sit out unless they're really injured. And the the one good part about this is they they've discovered that Precious Chura sure is really more than a throw into that trade. Yep. That he is, that you know, I mean, he was really highly touted coming out of college where he played, you know, Memphis. He was highly, you know, highly recruited and he's turned out to be a good player. But yes. you know, the injury is just wearing him down. I mean, Golden State is a tough, you know, it could be a tough game tonight, even yeah. with, with Brunson, in, you know,
8: if he plays. Is Brunson but, do you uh, you know about Brunson? Is he gonna play or no? I, I haven't heard. I don't know. I
3: haven't Roger, either. have you heard anything? Yeah, no, I, mean, no. I guess he has that neck injury, right? So
5: he woke up Tuesday morning with, with spasms in his neck. Yeah. And he right. went throughout the day, tried to get some treatment, but he just couldn't he couldn't go on, on Tuesday night. Mm. So I really Fred, haven't, Fred, I haven't who, heard
10: anything more. but who are the Knicks free agents?
5: The Knicks free <laughs> that's a good question. I think right?
8: Hardenstein is.
5: Hartenstein is. That's right, Joe. You're right.
10: O.G. I think O.G. has got a
5: player option. and Agibani is too.
10: He's he's got a player option too.
5: yeah. I have a I have an idea. I mean, I don't know if this is true or not. That before they traded for him, they may have had some talk with his agent about you know maybe you know trying trying to work something out to, to re-sign him. But uh, I'm not sure if anybody else is a free agent on their team. I'm not sure if it, the guys they got from Detroit. I don't remember if those guys are. Free yeah, Bur-
10: agents. Burks Burke's is a free agent. Yeah, he's been a bit. He's been a disappointment, friend. Hasn't he it? has. Yeah, he
5: has. You know, he, it, but he, but he, but he's been playing more than you know than they wanted to originally. He was going to be somebody off the bench, but these guys are playing big minutes. Even even Josh Hart, who's been playing well. I mean, it, he he's not geared to play forty forty two minutes mm. a game. At some point, he's he's going to wear down. If the regular if, if season is. These injuries are—I are, mean, they're, fond, they're taking its toll mm. now, and they could be yeah. worse. All right, I think my five minutes are up.
0: I think so too. Uh, <laughs> um,
5: I, I might, I'm, I'm having honor. some
0: trouble here with my. Uh, just keep on talking. Let's go to uh, um, Wayne, What do you have? College basketball.
10: Okay. Uh, before I start, I should tell everyone: this—the red hat I'm wearing is not a MAGA hat. It's the University of Maryland hat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <well, laughs> well, that No question. question. Uh, uh, I really have very. There's very little to report on college basketball. Uh, Houston right now look, they're number one. They look like uh, like could be the, the best team, but no. uh, I, 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 it's, it's very hard to say who's the best team now. Fred, when Tennessee. when is when is March Tennessee. Madness come out? When of the brackets March, come out?
5: March 17th is Selection Sunday. All
10: right, I guess uh, I and I'll be doing a couple of brackets. I don't know if anyone's going to do one here. I'd love to. Uh, we'll, we'll, hopefully will do some, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to give the rest of my time to Larry, uh, who I know want to talk about Caitlin Clark. So <laughs>
5: can, can I just say one thing, can I just say yeah. one thing, Wayne.
6: Yeah, sure. Congress? Uh,
5: Wayne, can I just yeah. say one thing? Sure. Hey, who I'm very impressed by Houston in the game, but I'm also impressed by university of Tennessee.
10: Did, did hmm. they lose recently?
5: No, They beat Auburn last night by eight.
10: Yeah, the did they lose last week or two weeks ago? Maybe they they may
5: have, but they played a great game last night. I think they they may be right now. They might be worthy of the, of the number of the fourth number one seed.
10: Yeah, probably right now they probably would be. But uh, I I think the seeds don't matter that so much this year. If you no, I know Last year, I think I think know. the the final four. There was the, I think the highest seed was a two or three. So
5: right, I know Connecticut won is a six. Yeah. I know they. I know yeah, they I, don't
10: larry i hand it off to you my friend uh-huh. yeah do
1: that yeah wayne i just want to tell you my uh, grandson goes to maryland also their basketball team isn't doing that great this not year. i, yeah, they I have, they, the game last night they have they a very wrong, good baseball team what year is what year is he in he's a freshman yeah, but, so uh, he went to the baseball a game also. last year he said i think one of their players was a top draft pick by the cubs for maryland the baseball really
2: They
4: have a very very good point. To you, my friend. Caitlin Clark is now the all-time women's basketball college scoring champ. She just beat Lynette Woodard, who played for the Association for Interleague. It, uh, inter intercollegiate athletics for women, which is a precursor to the NCAA. She played in nineteen seventy eight to eighty one, and there was no, but there was no three point shooting at that time because it it only three point shooting only started for the women's basketball in nineteen eighty seven. Mm. Well, the, the last uh, play. Uh, Caitlin is now 18 point, needs 18 points to pass Pistol Pete. Uh, the last game of the season is on Sunday uh, at noon on FS1. So you could see whether she, she'll be able to do that. Yeah. If she does that, uh, I still think that, uh, that Pistol Pete is far greater than her he he did it in three three years. He wasn't allowed to play as a as a freshman.
1: No
4: three point no three point shooting at yeah, the time. Right. Mm. Nevertheless, uh, Clayton Clark is it seems to be a, uh, a rock star so to speak right now. Uh, and if you watch the game, you're going to see two uh, State Farm insurance commercials with her. <laughs>
10: Larry, Larry, do you know? Does she make more money staying in college another year or, or turning she pro? Made,
4: she made seven hundred fifty thousand dollars this year. She has endorsements with State Farm, as I mentioned. She has endorse, endorsements with mm-hmm. uh, Bose headphones. Uh, she has uh, endorsements with uh, uh, the uh, the tax tax uh, co- uh, company. I forget her, I forget which one. Uh, tops, uh, cards. Uh, she she has accumulated more than $2 million since she was able to to do these endorsements. Fred, you might know, what is the average salary in a double NBA? Yeah,
5: well, I just want to say one thing. I know I'm sure she can make more money because there was an article in the paper the other day about Bri- Brianna Stewart re-signing with the Liberty. And she said they saw, she signed a one-year contract for 205000 which was less than the maximum amount you could, you know, uh, you could get. I don't know if they have a rookie salary cap, but but even if they don't, if two if two hundred forty thousand, let's say, is the ma- is the maximum, I'm sure Clark is making much more money in the with the NIL. Seventy-two
4: thousand dollars is the starting salary for the WNBA. What is it, Larry? Seventy-two thousand.
5: As a, in a rookie. Listen, I right, want to say that's something. That's for a first year player, right, Larry? First
9: year player, yeah, that's right.
10: We'll interrupt
9: everybody a Hi, second can here. You say something about her origins? How'd she get started in basketball?
10: She's from Des Moines, Iowa, Michael. She's a local kid from Des Moines.
5: And and, and women's basketball is very popular in Iowa.
10: Absolutely. I say, guys, there's a there's a
0: good chance I may go off the air because it says my battery is low, and I think I don't know where I'm plugged into. I can't find the uh, I'm looking all over for the uh the wire so it says battery low which means they give you like five ten minutes
2: if call if, if,
0: that's terrible call Michelle Mark huh go Michelle <laughs> I can't find call the me- <laughs> wire anywhere
2: but if, I, if I
0: go off just keep on talking like usual and right. uh, I know Joe has a story Michael has a story Roger has a story go on to that and uh maybe I'll get back I don't know when it's They don't tell you like they don't count down so uh, Wayne, Wayne, I had read. Maybe Michelle
1: C- has a plug. Maybe oh, she has a got to call
7: tech support. Wayne, I, had read, <laughs> Wayne, I had read that Kate C- oh, C- well. makes more money than 122 NBA players. Wayne.
10: interesting. I didn't know that.
3: Well, but if you compare her salary to that of NBA players, oh, of course. far, far yeah. lower. Of so course. Not was, you can't get these nil. Uh, tight monies once she's 100%. in the pros, right? Yeah. I mean, her right. salary, her her overall compensation will rise if she right. in the pros, not fall. I also want to make the point yeah. that, ironically, in its last gasps, uh, the Pac-12 is particularly strong in women's basketball. You'll see if you look Very. at the MVP top yes. 25, six US. of the top 18 are from the Pac-12. Yeah,
5: yeah U- USC especially, I think, has this Great player, I think last name is Watkins.
3: Yeah.
6: Yeah,
10: Juju Juju.
6: Juju Juju Watkins. Yeah. She's liable to pass Caitlin Clark if she stays. You
5: know, I I was reading an article in in USA Today's Sports Weekly that saying that there's more intrigue this year about the women's tournament because because they're talking about South Carolina, which is which could be in the midst of a dynasty. You got Caitlin Clark, you got you know Connecticut is always there and it's it's gonna, gonna be a lot of Ohio State. Ohio State and, and, and like Mike said, USC was mentioned, you know, in the Pac twelve. It's it, there's a lot of uh you know, really great and of course LSU with what's her name, Angel Reese and the other, you know, it's a lot of uh in, a lot of interest this year.
2: Okay All
0: right. Who's gonna go next? Yeah, you got Michael, Joe, go ahead. Roger, either <laughs> way, anyone,
9: Just keep on going without me. All right, you want me to go, Mark? I can go. Oh, go. Oh. All right, I'll, let me let me go. I- I prepared something about the Jets and the Yankees. So anyway, for the Jets, uh, McCall Hardman was on the Kimmel show right after the Super Bowl. And I was so jealous of him because he caught the winning touchdown. And I pictured him 30 years from now going, boy, that was really something. But then all of a sudden, his name has turned to Mud. And I think it all started... In that very first game, remember the game that uh uh Rogers got hurt? Yeah, and well, uh, at the end remember how the game ended with that great touchdown, the great uh return, oh, oh, the the department return by Gibson. <laughs> the Gibson yeah. replaced Hardman in the depth chart. So uh and it ended up that uh, Hardman ended up back on Kansas City. But meanwhile you learn that Hardman was not happy with the Jets and he actually there was an alleged that he would give his the the game plan to other teams, and his name kind of turned to mud. So that's what happened to Hardman. And uh, the other thing about the Jets, of course, Zach Wilson got permission to go wherever he wants. So that's kind of cool about Zach Wilson. And with the Yankees, it's funny because yesterday I was at the endocrinologist getting checked up good, and I'm in the waiting room, and I was wearing my Yankee uh, jacket, of course, and the guys, ah, the Yankees, they stink. They don't have a chance. Look where they're batting judge. <laughs> Look what's happening. Look at Cashman's things. I said to him, let's be a little positive. Let's have a little optimism toward the Yankees. They've had a couple of lean years. And I was arguing back and forth. And as they called me to go, go into the endocrinologist, and I said, as I was going in, be uh, be, be optimistic. The Yankees are going to be all right. And he goes, uh, don't tell me what to do. And he, uh, <laughs> and so I, kinda, I got rid of it. But uh, the Yankees got this Spencer Jones now. And uh, they call him uh, Aaron Judge Jr. So that should be a lot of fun. <laughs> now, what I did, though, to pre- to prepare for the baseball season, I have a little song that I would like to sing, believe it or not, because uh, I am a little outgoing. If you notice over here, this is Emerson Finer. Let me see if I get her the picture of her. All right. uh, yeah. That's yeah, my but... granddaughter. And... Yeah, Every year I post her on Facebook with a different picture and I sing the following song. I think I might've sang it last year also with apologies to whoever wrote the song baseball and Valentine, but this song is called baseball and Emerson and it goes something like this. There's a game today. They're set to play. And when you hear the umpire say, play ball. You know it's time for baseball and Emerson, baseball and Emerson, Emerson and baseball, what a treat. Baseball and Emerson, baseball and Emerson, Emerson and baseball can't be beat. So when you're at the game, you (laughs) will be so glad you came. Nothing else can quite compare to baseball and Emerson, baseball and Emerson. What a combination all across the nation, baseball and Emerson. And I'm just going to say, enjoy the baseball season, everybody, because it's on its way. And uh, that's my report. Milton,
10: Milton, who had the hit record on that one, Milton? You know what? That was a, that
1: was a big hit, 1983. Really, yeah, that's what I Milton thought. I don't, was, I don't know who recorded it. Number, uh, number 32. <laughs> hey, Michael, hey, do
6: you realize that we're all going to eat dinner after this?
5: Yeah, and and, and Michael, the, the, the Jets sort of file a tampering charge against the Chiefs. Maybe they didn't get a draft pick or so out of it.
9: That They could get any anything they could get. They should get because the Jets—the most annoying season in my entire life as a as a football fan with this year's Jets yeah, season. Yeah. Now, just the Jets. Can I talk a couple of minutes about the
5: Giants. Guy, yes, uh, sure.
9: right. it. Dude. All right, Giants.
5: Well, like everybody else, this this week they're all at the combine in Indianapolis. Each team now has thirty million dollars, uh, this about ten to twelve million dollars more than they thought, because the salary cap went up thirty million, and the the two biggest free agents are Barkley and McKinney and I heard right somewhere today I don't know if this is a rumor or not but that that the Houston Texans might want to overpay for a running back because of their situation with Stroud and their two leading receivers last year were rookies so they're playing on a on a rookie contract so they may have the ability to overpay for a running back and they might be very interested in in Barkley I don't know if that's going to happen if he's going to be interested in them and McKinney plan. says he wants to be a giant for life, but it all comes down to money. And, of course, the Giants I, – I think the Giants are committed to Daniel Jones next year. He's got $35 million. His last year of guaranteed money is against the cap. They, I don't think they should draft the quarterback with the, with, with the number six pick. I think they got too many other holes. There's a couple good wide receivers. They got They need to fix the offensive line. Right. They, 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 they need guards, and who knows if they, they – they still think Evan Neal could still play, but they'll have to see about that. So there's too many holes, and we'll we'll see what, what happens next next week. I think, I think the front the deadline for the franchise tag is, is next week, and then after that, free agency starts after that, and then the draft at the end of April. So we'll have to see how things play
2: out. All right, all right. Ed, you know what I find interesting?